Hey, this is Sully from the band Theft to the Gallows, REB Records, recording live from Villa Gorilla Studios and the Gothic House. And this is my What the Punk podcast. interviewed this guy, Lonnie G, and he is a blues singer Ooh. in his 70s, still going for 50 years. He Legend. was here. He's amazing. Local guy. He lives up in um, Gurney, and because we were just talking about, well, we went from performance to anime, but he was just saying about performance when he was going the guy that he was working with, his uh, producer, was like, stop writing songs. He just stop. Your, your performance is the thing that's going to sell the songs. And he kept saying, you're not ready. He's like, oh, I got another song. He's like, you're not ready yet. Work on the dancing. Work on the moves. Work with the band. Work with your persona live. And I think that you're wise that you're paying attention to that, that if you could find, you had lear- said you were leaning for the live thing right now, having more of a quote-unquote, I know it's not going to sound like punk music, but like punk vibe, which to me just means more aggressive, right? You might have something with more of a um, simpler line or easier words for people to grasp onto. Easily digestible, yeah. Yeah, to to participate, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's something that's really um, important. How So how important is it for your genre of music, for people to participate in the show. Because sometimes in, in rock shows, it's more about watching mm-hmm. versus participating. So I don't know if that's the same or different. Uh, I think... Or, or let, let, me ask, let me ask the question differently. Okay. How important is it for you? Do you want them to watch you as a, a spectacle or as a thing... Or do you want them to be in the music with you performing? Those are two different thing, concepts I'm, I think I'm wrestling with right here. Yeah, I want it to be, for my performances, once I get to like the peak of what I want my shows to be, once I do my own shows, um, I want it to be a share or the energy type of thing. Like if I'm hype and yelling, I want the crowd to be hype yelling the lyrics, you know what I mean? If I want, if I'm doing a low, like, acoustic singing song. I want it to be the moment where everybody's, like, waving their camera, you know what I mean? Um, And, like, singing the lyrics. So it just depends on the song, though. But I want to be, like, the people to feel what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I do, and I think that's different. I want it to be deeply connected in the people that connect with it, and then everybody else, they're just like, why do these people love this person so much? Cicero right up to State Street, huh? 
don't do drugs, lace me. Up to gym, the game, I'ma keep it spacey. Boy, 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 let me see them pockets, let the lynch show. I know you got them peasant ass habits from your kinfolk. Yeah, she show ego wherever we go. You still finessing the pussy, still thirding needles. Boy, that ain't a crown that they're a coronet. Yurk in your brain, I'm animal, I'm from the borderlands. Chore for you to work hard for some shit that's been up in my core since I was born and y'all forcing it. My blood's on fire, I'm angry, constant insurgent. Cash poor time rich and your time's worthless same purse that you're fighting for is on her purse yeah suck dick so much the bitch got nerd neck dirt beneath my feet i'm a gladiator maximus meanwhile she's still throwing gluteus might toss a caesar for the one time julius and when it come to making lump sums i'm really new to this you niggas can't talk to me you niggas can't fuck with me and i'm a pacifist and i pass a fist luckily number one like numeron gator cam twisted in the head playing twister with a Leg. She's so happy to be seen with you. I'ma keep it HD. I'll whip a nigga ass from Cicero right up to State Street. Uh. Don't do drugs, lace me. Up to gym the game, I'ma keep it spacey. Uh. I'ma keep it HD. I'll whip a nigga ass from Cicero right up to State Street. Uh. Don't do drugs, lace me. Up to gym the game, I'ma keep it spacey. I was born on the same day as the king of the Nazareth. I'm a walking, living legend from the pit of the Lazarus. With a flow so gelatinous on the beat, I be ravenous. Cause I know I'm about to eat. Never keep to my abstinence, never abstain. Carry every beat, I had some back pain. Haters by the backtrack, they bitch was in the back train. Even after all that, this verse will make them backspace. Fast pace, jumping in my bag like a sack race. Fast break, took that shit from still like he the ballet. The verses of a kingpin, straight from the palace. Bars make your head spin, brain doing ballet. I might write my best shit and put it in the cache, cause I'm the fucking prodigy. Ain't nobody hot as me, and when I reach the top, don't you try to say you proud of me. The face of astronomy, the shooting started, I'ma be. And if you get a wish, you may even get a shot at me. I gotta be the perfect white rapper for these wannabes. The rarest of anomalies, the one in your mama's dreams. I flow just like the dollars be. I run the whole monopoly. These bars. Still picking on her brain like lobotomies Topping me, she know I'm a hit So why she dropping me? Talk to me Bringing up the signs and that's stopping me Red light, green light Shit don't ever seem right She told me to be nice but she should know that's dream Like the rap Tarantino Shooting another Vivo Your girl give me top in my 72 Torino I took her down to Reno She stripped at the casino She say she want a boss, baby, I'm the new Pacino I'm the new De Niro I could be a hero, I could be a Wayne with a little less than narrow. Her eyes start to narrow. She take off her apparel. But when I get to rapping, baby, I look like the Pharaoh. I'ma keep that HD. I'll whoop a nigga ass from Cicero right up to State Street. Mm. Don't do drugs and lace me. What got you? So I know you. I'm switching topics here because I want to go a little bit into your, since we're talking about the backstory of Death Note. What's your, your backstory? So I got your name from one of my songwriting partners, Southside, mm-hmm. who you know is George. Um, and he's like, oh, man, you got you to gotta check this guy out. He's super cool. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, young guy. How old are you? How old are you? How, do, how old do I look? 20. I'm 22. You're 22? 22. I, th- I told my kids they were asking me how old, how old you were, and I said I, th- I think he's twenty one, and my son goes, Did he-? so he just learned how to drink. <laughs> I was like, look, what? <laughs> that was the best line. When you turn twenty one, he- so he's learning how to drink right now. Um, yeah, so you got a you got a young vibe about you though. It's like when you came out of the car, I was like, oh wait, maybe I got that wrong. Maybe you're not twenty one, but that's a good thing. That means when you're my age, you're still going to look really super young. Yeah. Um, but you were going to, well, how did you get to know George? Like, how did you get to, I don't know a lot about what he does. So can you, can we go there? Uh, I met him. He's a teacher at Joliet Job Corp, which is basically a trade school. Like you go there to get a trade. And then if you don't have a high school diploma, you get that too. Um, so did you not finish high school? Was that the... No, I dropped out. Okay, so why did you, why'd you drop out? Because I, I hated school. I loved learning things, which is crazy because I was super into writing, reading books. 
Like I've I've read so many books. I still do. Um but I just hated school and like hated like learning things and sitting there and like concrete walls and then somebody telling you what you should learn and I'm like, ugh. I, w- I just was repulsed by it. Um so I'm like, yeah, I wanna just drop out work. My mom hated that. That was one of the reasons why we had a falling out. So that was the riff there. That was the yeah, that was the catalyst. Yeah. That was the start of it. What year did you drop out? Twenty nineteen. How oh, so I was a junior, I had, I had, sophomore. I had junior credits, but I was taking senior classes, so I was technically a junior, but I was senior, fourth year, early fourth year though. So you just took it upon yourself to say, "Hey, I just stopped going." <laughs> and then uh, one of the people hit me up and was like, "Yeah, you have to go sign papers if you're going to separate from school." I'm like, "Fuck that." But I, I did do it, though. You did? I, yeah, because I, I liked the lady. She was cool. So then what did you do after you dropped out? I was just working. And um, I had this phase 2016 through 2020 where I was, like, into professional gaming. And I was, like, super obsessive about that. Uh, and that was one of the things. That and working, basically. That was before the music. So you're a which I know as a didactic learner. Mm. So someone that's didactic wants to do it themselves. Mm. They don't want to be told. They want to figure it out for themselves. That's the challenge. It, it wasn't even about... Is that, does it, that sound like you or am I off on that? Yeah, kind of, but it wasn't even about that. It was more so the things that they were teaching me weren't interesting. No, that's what I mean. Like You want to learn what you want to learn when you want to learn it and teach it to yourself. Yeah, like, I've, I've been teaching myself Spanish for a while. That was in one of your lyrics, by the way. Yeah. You said that in one of your songs. Yeah. Taught myself Spanish just to... I don't even know my own lyrics. Es, Dude, I... Es lo que hay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I remember that. Wait, do I know your lyrics better than you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably by this point. I, if the song starts, I can recite it from beginning to end. I just can't recall random lines. Yeah, yeah. So, you want to learn what you want to learn... You need to find it interesting. Yeah. And this is the hard part, I think, for a lot of people in school. If you're wired like this, it's, it's, it's painful. Extremely. Um, I think the, there's a lot of younger kids that are like that, too. Um, but then there's people... It's weird to me because there's people who like it and they like, like super structured learning and they're like doing good in school. And I'm like, right on to you, but it's not for me. So, yeah. Don't you wish there was another path that, because most people would think that you're dumb and you're clearly not. <laughs> if you're telling me, you know, you know, voracious reader, super creative, writing all the time, mm-hmm. these are not the hallmarks of a loser. <laughs> is, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if anything. I refuse to lose. You know? But is it interesting, though, that. Oh, from the school's perspective, I'm an Cave, idiot. You're, you're, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't care about school. No, he doesn't care about your school. Yeah, he doesn't care about the things that you're teaching. And I think that there are. Do you find that there are people that, when you say structure, they just do school? Like school is the video game. Yeah, they're not really learning anything, but they'll study for the exams. They'll do school and then do well. Yeah. And they get their grades, but they don't have critical thinking skills. They don't necessarily have Man. a... Cre- Go ahead. Uh, the crazy thing is, when it, comes, when it came to school, because the way that I speak is articulate, and um, it, when I actually do the work, it's easy. And I've showed teachers before like poems that I wrote, and they're like, why don't you try in school? It would be so easy for you. And I'm like, it hurts and, like, it calluses my mind to sit there and, like, take notes, take notes, take notes, memorize this. All right, you have a test on things that you just memorized. All right, let's go back and do that. Okay, let's learn this. Like, it, oh, I have a thought for you then. Hold on. Right here. Do you think that was blocking your creative flow? For sure. So you have, like, two inputs. So I'm holding my left hand up over to your right side right now, my right hand up, right? Okay. So here comes a school from the right side. 
and it's saying, here, you got all this, you got all this. But coming in from the left side of your, 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 your body, your ear, is your creative side. But the school keeps smashing it down because they want all these factual things. And you're like, no, I'm trying to create right now. And you can't turn off the creative brain. But that school structure, that school system is blocking it. And I didn't even know why I was so sad all the time in school or why I felt like everything was mundane and dull or why I was just felt like I was stuck in a loop living the same day to day over and over again. I didn't understand that until like years later why I really, really hated school. Back then I was just like, nah, I don't want to try on this. And everybody thought I was lazy. It was weird. But it's, if it's blocking your creativity and how your brain wants to work, yeah. You, you were getting shut down. You were depressed. Yeah, very. Super. Right, but it wasn't... You don't have chemical depression. You have a situational depression yeah. that you had to get yourself out of. Yeah. And then... I'm going to tell you, how hard was that? Um, I mean, was that difficult for you, or did you just hit a point where you're like, I got to get out of here? I. It wasn't even a conscious... Well, it was kind of a conscious decision. But I like stopped going for like three, four days, and I'm like, I don't have to go back. I could just work. Um, and did you feel better not going? A thousand times better. Is that weird? Yeah, it, it was so crazy because um, there were friends who used to like, or people that I know, not really friends, that would make fun of me like, oh, you didn't finish high school, whatever, blah blah blah. But and I'm like, yeah, sure, but I got so much done creatively in that like year or two that I would have been doing school. And then my mom and my grandpa, cause I got my high school diploma uh, recently just to kind of make them happy. And I was like, it was easy for me. I don't care at school. Um, damn, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, you, you got your high school diploma because you went, so you dropped out, you started working, mm -hmm. doing that. And then what made, and you got some pushback, like, hey, do this Job Corps thing. Mm -hmm. School Corps, Job Corps, what's it called? What is it called? Juliet Job Corps? Job Corps, yeah. Yeah. And you went in, so what was your trade that you were starting to learn? Office administration. Okay. Which is just, to organize an office stuff, I guess. Microsoft Excel, Word, PowerPoint. But that fits into you because you're hyper-organized. Yeah. So, so that fits your personality. Yeah, I'm hyper-organized in certain areas and not in others, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure that helped. And then while you were doing that, you're getting your, your high school diploma. Mm -hmm. So you finally finished that. And you just finished that this year? July. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Do you feel good or are you just kind of like, yeah? It, it felt cool at first because I'm like, I could have did this a couple of years ago. But uh, my mom was happy. And she's like, you know what, you didn't really have to do that, but you did it, and you really focused on that for like months at a time, which I appreciate, so that was cool. How long did that take you to get through the program? Six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, it takes other people like a year and a half. And I was like, there are certain things, especially the writing stuff, like there was um, like a, some creative writing things for like the high school stuff, like the English classes. I'm like, I can do this so easily. And it was actually fun. I'm like, I can write about whatever I want. Let's go. There you go. I can write about whatever I want. Exactly. And I had so Didactic. Much <laughs> like, I want to do it my way. And uh, Bessie was like, yeah, this will be easy for you. You got it. And I'm like, yeah. I want Shots were always
So, I love Bessie, by the way. Say again? I love Bessie, by the way. Yeah? So that's cool. He's so cool. He, George Bessie, yeah. He's, he's, George is so laid back, and so his instrument him. I said, we're going to have a podcast someday, and I bet you're going to be, even though you're a young cat, I bet you've had just as many jobs as most people. And I said, we just need to sit in a room and go job for job. <laughs> so when you were, th- like, I started working when I was like nine. I was working in restaurants in New York, and I'm like, where were you when you were nine? Oh, I was cutting lawns. I was in a restaurant. What were you doing at 12? Oh, I was working at a supermarket. Oh, I was cutting, you know, and you just go around. And we started adding up, and he has had so many jobs. All right, give me your give me four jobs right now. Go. I don't even uh, know you, and I'm asking you. Go. I worked at Wendy's. I worked in a hospital. I worked at White Castle, and I worked at Ross. Well, Ross is a retail store. Oh, I know Ross. Yeah. Okay, of the four, can I guess the best and the worst? Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, here we go. So hold on. Option A is Wendy's. Hold mm-hmm. on, I got Wendy's hospital. White Castle. White Castle and Ross. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hospital the worst. Nope. Hospital is the best one. I was going to go White Castle. Actually? <laughs> really? <laughs> the shakes? You didn't get free shakes? The free spicy nuggets had chicken at Wendy's were kind of better. <laughs> oh, so you're going Wendy's over White Castle. White Castle no. tears you up. Yeah, yeah. White, White Castle is drunk people food. That's what my mom says. Yeah, totally it is. Because you, you have like $4 left and you can still get a meal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but their onion rings are good. I used to go there when I worked there. I used to go there every day. And I kid you not, I barely ate the burgers. I only made grilled chicken uh, sliders. I used to go, I used to take my breaks and be like, yeah, you can do whatever you're doing. I'm going to make a grilled chicken real quick. Wait, they have grilled chicken sliders they now? They don't have them anymore. Because you were making them for you. <laughs> I took all of them. It was probably too expensive for them yeah. to do that. Okay, so the, ba- the best one was the hospital. Mm-hmm. What'd you do at the hospital? Um, moving beds around and like things that they used, I was like, okay. They're like, okay, we need you to move this from third floor to second floor. And I would just be like, all right, got to walk, take elevator, go up there, go there. Just moving a bunch of stuff around. Worst is Ross? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Boring? What was it? Just- it was, I was, uh, they had, it's so boring. I would, I would find myself like, I got to listen to some music while I'm doing this. Cause I would, um, stand in the back and watch the fitting room. And then whenever I wasn't doing that, they would have me like organize a store, pick up things, uh, put the little, you know the little things that go on the hangers, the like colored things that show you the, <laughs> that show you the sizes? Yeah. They're like, all right, go around and make sure all of those have on there because people take them off. And they gave me a, a, a bag of the colored things. I don't even know what the fuck they're called. And then they were like, all right, we need you to replace those. Do you know what they're called? Go back to school. <laughs> go back to the go to the job corps. <laughs> I'm like, oh my! I hated that job so much, and I the discount was only like fifteen percent. And I'm like, at least this would be worth it if I got free shirts or something. I don't know. That is so funny, but it's right. It takes really boring, crappy jobs sometimes to get you motivated to do something for sure what did you like about the restaurants about fast food um people was it just like constant messing around like i always like restaurants and that kind of environment because so many different people quirky personalities yeah it's fast yeah yeah. i actually white castle was my first job so that was kind of cool especially since a couple months in i was working with um, my best friend i have to sneeze and i can't sneeze no, it's gone. All right. Uh, I was working with my best friend. Uh, there were people there that were, like, really cool. Uh, so that job was cool. And then Wendy's, I worked there with the same guy, my best friend. And then we both quit at the same time. We both. We both. So you and your, your buddy just keep traveling around together. <laughs> Basically is what you're saying. <laughs> that, was th- that was the thing. Uh, when, when I worked at Wendy's, I was living with him. So we're like... If we get a job, we might as well get go to the same place and entertain each other. Okay, so you drop out of school. Are you no longer living at home? Were you living on your own? Uh, yeah, I moved. When did I move out of my house? Twenty twenty. Did you move out because you dropped out? No, 
I moved out because I was like, I need a change of the way things work. And I, if I'm living with my mom, I have to listen to what she says and follow her rules because it's her house, obviously. So I'm like, okay, I want to do things myself and figure it out. That makes sense. Right, so this is, again, part of the, the breakdown of your relationship because mm-hmm. you had to save yourself. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? You had to really upset your mom who is who loves you and is trying to give you a great life and foundation. Like, here, this is how you're going to be safe and successful. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong. Yeah. But you're a little different. Yeah, she wants me to be... She really does want me to be successful, but she wants... She has a different lens on the way things are supposed to be done versus me. So you had to remove yourself from that situation in order to use your lens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, dude, I give you a lot of credit because I, I think that's... I don't think a lot of people would would do that in this day and age. Yeah. I'm, and this is the thing about me. I'm cool with taking like calculated risks if they make sense. Like I'm not going to go and do something stupid, but if I'm like, okay, I can work, I can live with my friend, save up money, work this amount of time, get X amount of work done in this time, then I'm like, okay, that's a good risk to take. Maybe it'll work out, maybe it doesn't. That's how I think of it. Cash poor, time rich. Yeah. Somebody and wrote your, that. And your time's worthless. Yeah, that's right. I, that's, that's one of my, uh, I forgot what song I said that in. I wrote it down. How do you forget? Oh, what was it too? The other one was, um, boy, let me see the pockets, let the lint show. Boy, let me see <laughs> the, the pockets, pockets let, let the lint show. I know you got them peasant ass habits from your kinfolk. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so good. So good. But like, so now this is where it comes in. We're talking, you're sharing these things mm-hmm. and you're not just wrapping it. You're living it. Man, I try. The crazy thing, I don't talk about, I know a lot of people that are like friends of mine that make music. They talk about like girls, drugs, having a lot of money, cars. And I'm like, that's cool. But I want to go, I want to look back on a song I made a year ago, 10 years down the line and be like, that's really what I felt in that moment. That This is art. To me, but it's also where you were at in life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and then I can go back and re-experience the moment because I was listening to um, Wrath, which is the first song that I ever put out. Oh, Wrath was? Yeah, Wrath. Oh, interesting. Uh, I yeah. didn't. I didn't sonically. I didn't hear it like that. What do you mean? M- meaning, I f- I felt like that was going to be one of your later songs. What do you think was the first song? Oh, I th- I thought it was um, too pretty to be a whore. Interesting. Yeah, because of the sonic. This is what I was. So, I was wrestling with based on the production and thinking, like, this sounds more lo fi, this sounds more produced, so this must be the progression. But actually, you went the other way. (laughs) No, that's. I don't know why I started doing that, but I'm like, I wanted this to sound different. And. I play around with like the quality of it because I could easily go to the studio and have like super clean. Well, that, that's why I was thinking like this is this is lo-fi, this is high high def, low def. <laughs> yeah. But now it's even more brilliant. Yeah. Because you're doing it deliberately, not because you couldn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, what was I going? Wrath was the first song that I put out. Oh yeah, and I and I listened to it and I'm like, okay. This is really what I was feeling in that moment. I was so angry at the time, and that was just the outlet. And like, uh, how's that song go? In the pregame, I was nervous. Once the clock started, I don't have fear. Off DPD and meds, I don't ever really be here. My tone of voice make them nervous. First strike, make them shed tears. Like, there's no salvation, so why should I give a fuck? All this shit is meaningless. The, the new me gave it up. Like, that's, that's really, really, like, how I felt in that moment. Um, and going back and listen, listening to that song, I get to re-experience what I was feeling. And I don't ever want to go back and be like, I lied about it, something in this line or that line. But what, okay, so you said the moment, be specific. What was the wrath moment? The wrath moment. Uh, Where were you? What happened that you felt that? I was, this is before I left my mom's house. Um, nothing was going right. I was super depressed. And then 
I realized that I was depressed and that depression wasn't getting me anywhere. And that turned to anger. And then I'm like, I really, really, really hate this and I don't know what to do. So that song got you out of school and got you out of the house. Um, Is that part of it? It was part of my emotional progression to doing it, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's so when, when you hear that song then, you're thinking, I'm trapped at school, I'm trapped at home, I feel like crap. And this was after I left school, but yeah. Okay, but it's still, so then the, the next, you were still at home though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the next step. Yeah. Okay, so interesting. You leave school and you're thinking, okay, it's going to get better. It doesn't. It doesn't. Then you had to leave, you had to break home ties, mm-hmm. leave your kinfolk, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, did it get better? Like once you moved in with your with your your friend, for sure it got better instantly. Yeah, it was. It's great being around somebody who shares the common goal and who's willing to go that extra mile with you. It's so much easier to work towards something when you have a friend that's gonna hold you accountable and do things with you. Did your friend also leave home? No, he was living with uh, his sisters, and yeah, it was. But it was his home life was completely different than mine though. And I was able to fully be myself around his people. So when you say home life is different, you mean just the acceptance or the vibe, mm-hmm. rules, how people look at life. Mm-hmm. They felt like, not that your mom's not your mom, she's your mom, yeah. but they felt more like your people. Yeah, they, they felt more closely connected to what I was trying to do. Like his, his sister's super spiritual and she was like a cool person to talk to whenever I wasn't, you know doing music things. That was during like the gaming phase though, but yeah. It's funny. It's almost like the gaming was just a holder, a a whole placeholder for you until you could actually move towards this. Yeah. You know, like, cause you're not going to do that forever. Right. It's the, the, the gaming thing is like, okay, it's there. You could be really great at it. You probably could, you know, there are people that make a living on it, Yeah. but you, you're the guy that would I would think that would want to make the game <laughs> after, but I'm like I could have made I I see you playing a game thinking I would have done this different. No, but the thing is, it was competitive gaming, so I was. It's more like chess, like you're outthinking people. Okay, like, well, I, I like the feeling of being competitive and being like it's it's a sport. What game were you playing? What was your game? Uh, 2016 through 2020, I was playing Smite. It's a five v five mobile game. Um, it's a, it's a completely team based game, which is super cool. Cause I was with people that I would train with. Okay. We're getting on to play at this time. We're going up against this team. We're in this tournament, in this bracket. And I, that was something I really enjoyed. Cause it gave me a feeling of camaraderie and it also gave me a sense soothed, of family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it soothed my competitive drive. Cause I was, I was so obsessive with it. I'm like, okay. If I go into this matchup with this person, I can study, okay, how much damage do they do? How do I approach fighting this person? And I'm like, that, it, it felt like me. So, yeah. And then... And, pe- and people showed up. People were consistent showing up. Yeah. They didn't like that, it. That was, the gr- that was the great part. I, I love that. And then team talks, and then... Wait, team talks? There's team talks? Yeah, like we were after it. Okay, what do we do? If we lose, what do we do wrong here? What, how could we approach this differently? What should we prioritize in the game? Like, what should be our strategy early, mid, late? Yeah. Yeah. And then what made you stop? Um, did you just, did it fall? Did you were just like, did you write something and think, wait a minute? There's a shift. Like, you felt the shift from school. You felt the shift from your mom. You got into the gaming thing. You're working in gaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your your life is kind of now you're feeling a little bit better. Mm-hmm. What made the jump or the switch now to the next thing? This is the thing about me. I'm gonna tell you something about me. And this is something I learned about myself recently. Um, I hold on to a lot of things until I'm forced to let go of them, and that has been something that I've done with like relationships with girls or like the gaming thing or you know jobs people friends um 
but I always know when it's time to let something go. But then it hurts to do it, so I like grasp onto it, and then it's like sand. It like still goes. Um, but how did I know it was time to let go of something? Uh, for Smite, it was like one person quit, or like we're un we're out. I want to keep this person on the team because they're my friend, but they're not as competitive as me. They they're not willing to study the game or whatever. Or they're not grinding as hard or they're not in the same rank as me or whatever. Um, and then one person quits and then somebody else on the team is like, well, we haven't placed high in this amount of time, so I should quit too. And then I'm like, oh, now the whole thing's gone. And then it's like, now I'm forced to let go of it. And it's been like that with everything. So the universe, God, whatever is going to break your grasp to, yeah, make, yeah. to make sure that you change. Yeah. I, to, right? That's you know crazy because I mean? there was a quote. I don't know where I got this quote. I think it's Earth Gang. Have you ever heard of Earth Gang? I, I got to put you on after this. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put you on. But they, they, there was a random quote. They said, uh, forced transitions are the language of the universe. Forced transitions are the language of the universe. Yep. That's a great line. Amazing. And... I remember that because I connected so closely to it, but yeah. So wait, what's Earth Gang? It's a it's a rap group. It's two rappers. Oh yeah, they they're they're so good. They are so good. I'm writing it down because I'm gonna tell you know me. I'm gonna go on the deep. Unlike you, I get obsessive. I'm on a deep dive. Yeah, especially with music stuff. Oh, forever. So when you heard, when you heard that. Were you thinking, oh, yeah, that's what's happening with me? Did that connect with you, that line? Yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of what made me realize that I was doing it. Because for the longest time, I, I don't know what it is, but I just, maybe something I should go to therapy for or whatever. But, yeah, it's just I hold on to things too long, especially people. Yeah, but you're also young. I think as you get older my age, because I'm... I could be your dad. Actually, I got news for you. I'm your dad. <laughs> Surprise! Right? Um, oh. Wait, what's going on? It's so confusing. Um, as you get older, I think you start realizing it's time. You learn. That's, you're going to learn that with time. I don't want to be like the, you know, the old say, you know, the sage here. I'm not. I still do things where I probably should let go. But you do get better as you get older into your late twenties, early thirties, and onward, where you realize. This isn't going to go anywhere, and that. So you walk around my house, you can tell I have I have skulls everywhere, right? Like mental mores. Yes. Yeah. Because and my kids were like, "Why are you into skulls?" I said, "Because life is so effing short, and it's I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste it with with." With bullshit, mm-hmm. and then someone might say to you, "Well, you're wasting it with with your gaming." You're like, "No, no, 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 no. You're not looking at the same way. I'm not in a room by myself playing a first person shooter by myself. I'm on a team, connecting, talking strategy, being on a sports team. That's different. I'm creating music. I'm talking to people. Everything with you. What I'm hearing again is connection, a spiritual connection, a mental connection." And an emotional connection, and you need those connections to feel like you, like Silsoft, to feel like Kayvon, you know. And, yes, and you know, and I think that you're—I mean, at your age, it's amazing that you're even able to identify that and turn it around. I mean, you were doing it at sixteen, seventeen, which you know, you're an old soul. Yeah, I, is, used to, I used to think I, uh, younger me was a genius, but. I'm not as closely connected to that genius as I used to be. We all think that, though, when we're younger. And then you realize as you get older that you're an idiot, and that's what makes us as geniuses. Right? For sure. You know what I'm saying? The more you, you realize what you don't know, that actually makes you the genius mm-hmm. because you're not, you're not a false prophet. You know, I think there's a lot of people that believe their own bullshit because they're super successful. It doesn't have to be financial, but they're just really good at one thing. Mm-hmm. And because they're good at one thing, they think that they're good at everything. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous because then you don't know, you don't listen to people. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, you, I, I wish, I wish I was you when I was younger. I, I'm, I'm talking to myself right now because I felt like you felt all through high school. I hated it. It was brutal. I, I used to tell my kids, and I was like, I was in extra help every day. Mm-hmm. Like, like every day, I'm like five days a week because I just, I wanted to write. I, I did not want to learn. And also, I didn't identify with what they were teaching. It was boring to me. And the irony is, I can't get enough of history books. I can't get enough of science now for, sure. for, the, for the last like 20, 30 years. But that didn't really happen for me till I got to, co- to college. And to be honest with you, there's multiple years I just wanted to drop out of college. Like, I'm glad I went, sort of, but in hindsight, I could have just done, I wish I had done you. I wish I just dropped out, moved to Europe or something, got some jobs, wrote on my own, and read. So I don't regret my life, but looking at you and hearing your story, I, I do regret a little bit. I could have been you, and I could have maybe done more with my music career or my artistic career if I had made the move earlier. Maybe, but do you think that things are just meant to happen? Or do you think that you could have changed things or fixed things if you were more self-aware? Yes. I was self-aware, and I was too scared to let go. And and, and, And the language, the universe is language didn't break my hold. It tried and I resisted. Mm-hmm. I kept resisting like, no, I'm going to let my parents down. No, I need to be responsible. No, I need to get a real job with a suit and work for a corporation. I need to. And then I'm just like, and I have money now and I, I'm not kidding. I want to kill myself. Like I literally kind of playing suicide at 20 something, making a lot of money. I'm like, this is dumb. This is just dumb. This is exactly how I feel. Yeah, and it's 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 weird though. Do you feel like you, I bet you felt now it's a blessing probably for you. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Meaning now that you've kind of be, let yourself be you. It's but it felt like a curse when you were younger, right? Like I I just was miserable. I'm just like I just this how I I, I I there are times where I've tried to stop writing and I went to this like depression where I'm just like this is hor- I can't. I I I've tried to turn it off and I think one a year, maybe a year and a half. Where I'm like, I'm not going to write. I'm not going to do. I'm going to ignore it. It was brutal. I was getting up like four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, don't write, don't write it down. Just go back to bed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, there was a lot of phases that I went through where I just hated myself artistically, or hated what I was doing, or I'm like, why am I like this? So I, I completely relate to that because then there goes like, okay, if there's nobody around you that accepts you, then you feel like you're crazy and you're doing the wrong thing. And that's how I was. Like I, there was a very long phase where I didn't have any friend that talked about what I was talking about or believed in what I believed in. And then if you have a bunch of people telling you what life path to go on, and then there's, it feels like there's no other option, then that's where that feeling of depression comes in or like the feeling of you're torturing your creative mind. Have you ever read The Alchemist? You read The Alchemist, right? Oh my God, Caleb Carr! Oh my God, amazing! Wait, Caleb Carr, the Alchemist? Yeah, this Paul Coelho. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of the, um, the mystery book. No, 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 no. There's another one. There's another one. Go ahead, tell me about the Alchemist. Go okay, for it. so in in the Alchemist, that whole book is about finding yourself, and there's a quote in there. I read this book like. While I was in Joliet Job Corps, by the way, like I was in Bessage class, like after I finished my work, sitting kick, feet kicked up reading Alchemist, um, where it was like, for every person that's creative, if you try to get away from it, it'll always be like the urge in the back of your mind to do things. Like you know what you always know what you should be doing or what would satisfy your soul, but you just don't always go for it like there's some people that just don't and that 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 is like the saddest thing because like it's the sky is the limit for a creative person but but he's saying is that the the gnawing is in the back of your head it's always there it's not going to go away yeah like if i 
if I tried to do what or tried to go through what you went through and work and then, okay, I can make a lot of money. I can go get a good job. I think I'm intelligent enough to do that. But it would just hurt. Like, I wouldn't feel satisfied with what I'm doing. Because that would take, to have that money and to have things, which is fine. I'm not, there's people that are really, that, that's what they want. I don't begrudge them anything. But then that doesn't leave a lot of space for the creativity. Exactly. For the gnawing in the back of your brain to, to actually come to the forefront. I've, I've been in the middle of like, because I've been doing um, sales recently. I've been in the middle of a sale and like heard like a melody that I want to come up with. I, I woke up two days ago and I thought of a line like as soon as I woke up. Like it's it's so I can, like I literally can't turn it off if I tried to, um, but yeah, it's weird. So, what else did you get? So what else is the Alchemist about? Um, it's about a boy named Santiago, um, and he sets out to find treasure. He has a premonition dream of treasure being at the pyramids. And he is a shepherd when he starts off, right? So he has to leave his sheep, leave his farm to go and find this treasure at the pyramids. And then he tells somebody and they're like, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. Like, you're really gonna go and do this off of a premonition dream? And he's like, yeah. Um, and then he meets a king that gives him stones. And the stones are basically like, yes and no or like should I do this and the stone tells yes no you should go here you should go here Um, it's it's like the magic eight ball yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and the crazy thing is he goes a long period of time on the way to find the treasure he gets like a job at this store and he's like this job is good I could stay here I could do this and he ignores like the stones and then one day it's just it's just like he's like forced to leave it and then he's like that, that's where the quote comes in. Like, it just gnaws at you that you should go for it. And then he just, he decides, like, okay, I have enough money. I can do it. I can risk it. And then he goes and, like, finds that treasure. That's basically what the book is about. And that, that connected with me because I just saw it as a metaphor for creative people, which it is. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thank you. I don't have any more questions for it, dude. You're, this is amazing. Thank you. This is good. Do you want to, any, any, what's, let's leave it on this. What's the next thing happening right now for Silsoff? Is it, is it performance and more shows? Are you, do you have more tracks coming out? What's the next six months looking like for you? I want to put out a lot of content as far as like music videos, songs. I want to release every song like it's a single, like, really push it and like market it instead of just dropping the song and like the people that hear it that know me already are gonna listen to it because it's me but I'm not get, gaining like a lot of new fans so I wanna like push that out and like get people to look at it like hey this is me um, so yeah music videos writing a lot dropping a lot of songs um, yeah a lot of a lot of crazy things I got a lot of I got a lot of ideas oh well that I know <laughs> Yeah, I want to know when you're playing live because I'd love to come see you. Okay, let me know when that's going to happen. Definitely. Yeah, open mic, whatever you're going to do, let let me know. For sure. Fantastic, awesome, dude. Appreciate it. Still stuff. SoundCloud. S i l s u f. That's me, aka Mister Three, aka the Yaki Slayer. Samantha Manson, she's sexually fluid. I'm astute, not stupid. I got answers. Put a mouth on a moratorium unless I'm hidden. Her best friend's a dancer. Take a hold of no hoes. She's a whole freelancer. Main chick got sex appeal like Marilyn. I prefer blondes. Like when she said how I do her to friends, it's references. Um, 
I need success, so I'ma pray to Ganesh to be like him. Till in the room, I'm the elephant. Future wrote my code of honor. Say, brother's my Patronus. She suck my soul like Dementor. Tell bro you need backup phoners. Shit. I'm really skating on this beat. Face my fears and face a blunt. The only thing you niggas face is defeat. These niggas dating fires and proud of it. Down 20, down bad. Your ass, you down on it. Hound something. Need a bitch as bad as my memory. I'm a figure, figure. Your imagination will be where the figures be. It's a flex that God created me. Upper echelon of skill. Ego so big, it's in the fifth dimension still. Trying to loop the world and turn them into roadkill. Until they outwrap me. Me, I'm the ghost still, bitch. She said my looks are stunning. Stupefy was born on the same day as the king that they crucified. I get rejuvenized every time I'm scrutinized. I don't believe in competition, at least between you and I. Cause like my extended family, you were never close to me. Get love for what I am and hate. Cause that's not what I'm supposed to be. They're over me. But like Obi-Wan, the only hope is me. My confidence, the only thing that ever had a vote in me. I Need a bitch as bad as my reputation Kyrie Irving when I cross her But there's no hesitation Metadamon <laughs> Aired her after fucking ventilation It's her second time coming Like the book of revelations In the booth I bury precedents Like John Wilkes with me Willfully killing for that bill Like Hillary I don't murder beasts I prefer to call it pilgriming Praying for my enemies Cause they ain't built as me My side chick like Samantha Manson Hit it then I'm Danny Fan and Fan I'm at opera, wear a mask and hold your bitch for ransom. Whoa, me and Syl in tandem, kill you, leave your soul abandoned. I might fuck your wife, cause she a widow now. Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, please save me. I hear death on my doorstep, can you beg him not to take me? He said, give it up, Mr. Shade, the jig is up. Sold your soul to the devil and I'm here to pick it up. Listen up, you'd be stupid to think that I give a fuck. Your chances against me look grim, grim. You just ain't enough, so pack it up. Nah, you're never catching up When it comes to talent, I don't think you ever had enough